Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend and week last week. We had a lot going on last week, um, some intense energy. And then this past weekend, we had Mercury squared Neptune in Pisces. So this past weekend, we were definitely lost in a little bit of a dreamy trance or wanting to disassociate or escape or just maybe even get lost in love a little bit. That were the vi- Those were the vibes last week, I can tell you that. This week, though, today, kicking off this Tuesday, we have Mercury Square Jupiter. It started at 2.05 this morning, so some of us may have awakened to not wanting to wake up, to wanting to sleep in, to be wanting to be lazy, to want to be tired. I know I felt that, or just a little groggy. I woke up feeling just a little bit extra groggy or clogged up we should be feeling that throughout the rest of the day and then this evening mercury moves into capricorn we're going to talk about that we got the sun going opposite mars retrograde venus squared jupiter um this friday and then venus moves into capricorn so we're going to talk about that oh and the biggest thing this week is the full moon in gemini tomorrow wednesday we're going to be feeling that today as the moon gets ready to i think this afternoon it enters gemini and we'll be beginning those full moon vibes for you i want to remind everyone to follow me on social media cosmic colleen across the board um definitely want to follow me on tiktok like i said almost every day i'm posting astrology updates that are more detailed than this. I mean, this is pretty detailed, very, very detailed. But what I mean is when I'm out there living these transits with my clients, myself, my family, my kids, more things come to me, more things are channeled to me, and then I go and put them on TikTok. So if you want to stay updated currently with the day, follow me on TikTok, of course. And thank you again, everyone who keeps sharing this podcast. The best way to get this out there is by sharing it with a friend, subscribing it, rating, reviewing it, posting about it, commenting all of those things you guys totally do for me all the time i'm so grateful for that and that helps keep this podcast moving um you know moving forward this past weekend i had a fun weekend i actually went out to philadelphia i've been trying to make an appointment these last year or two and if you've been following me you know that to get to philadelphia more i live my work is only i can be in downtown in 25 minutes less than that probably 15 minutes without any um traffic or anything and then where I live, it's a little bit further. So I try to go from work and I'm like, there's such a whole world in Philadelphia. I'm already sick of Chester County, the main line. I'm sick of all those places out there. So I've been doing a lot more in Philadelphia. And I stayed at um, Motto Hotel. I was looking for like a cute little boutique hotel this weekend. And what I wanted was a really nice bath. I like that I chose this hotel over the bath because they, I mean, I'm sure they had a bath, but there was like, there was no rooms for it. However, I didn't love it. These boutique-style hotels, it was very cute and it was kitschy. We didn't attend the bar at the top of the roof or the bar downstairs, but the hotel itself didn't have a mini bar. They don't have free coffee. I I like my complimentary coffee all day long. They have a coffee shop right there, but not complimentary coffee. Um, I wouldn't need to stay there again, honestly. It was cute, but I could try maybe, you know, a Monaco everyone talks about. It was cute, but was it worth all the money? No, just go to the regular Hilton because Hilton owns Motto. And I'm like, no, just go to the regular Hilton. Don't go to the Motto. It's definitely not worth the price. There really wasn't that many amenities, Um, but it was cute. We want to go see the Christmas lights at Love Park, which I have never seen. I've never gone down there to the Christmas Village. I've wanted to take my kids, but they're so crazy all the time, running around, racing. They're still meant to go. Like, we go to Hershey Park and do that stuff, that Christmas stuff, because this is all stores. That was cute. Highly recommend that if you're in the Philadelphia area to go do that. Um, And then 
this weekend, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. So I went to Lenona's in South Philly. You need to go there. It's really, really good. BYOB. They only take cash, but the food was amazing. I had the Nookies. <laughs> Nookies. I'm learning how to say it correctly. It's kind of like that since coming from Italy, but that was amazing. And then the next morning, we had brunch at Square. It's like 1969 or something like that. I don't know. Paralamar Hotel. Really good mimosas. That was this weekend. That was a lot of fun. So I sort of, again, got lost. This was happening in my 10th to the 7th house last week's transits with um, Mars retrograde and Neptune. And I just, it was all good, though. It was fun. It was really, really, like, fun, high-past, um, high-fast. That's not even a word. Uh, you can tell that Mars is still within a conjunction of my Mercury. Okay, let's talk about Mercury and Sag square Jupiter, which we woke up to today. So we could, in one way, this can show up by overspending money, getting lost in an apathetic wormhole, like I said earlier, feeling depressed, being extreme about a spirit change. And what I mean is like all of a sudden, instead of like you wake up and you're like, I need to do shadow work. And instead of actually just like beginning with either a therapist, meditation, writing, acknowledging, just bringing some awareness, you're like, you know what? I have not done anything for my spirit and I'm going to go right to ayahuasca. I mean, I'm just going to go right there. Everyone says I'm just going to bust it wide open. Some people say, well, maybe don't start there. You need to evolve or open up, not evolve, open up your soul a little bit to your your past pains, patterns, and feelings and, or, and then maybe go to the ayahuasca. So like that, being extreme about your spirit change. Like, no, 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 I'm not going to do anything else but this one extreme action, this one extreme move. This is going to be the money. This is what's going to change me. This is going to alter me. You might feel like detached from self-growth or like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to do the right thing. I don't want to say the right thing. I don't want to reach out the olive branch. Um, avoidance and mixed emotions about something. Now, this evening when Mercury moves into Capricorn, we kind of get the wake-up call that we needed. This weekend, um, you know, with Mars retrograde, as a lot has been happening in Mercury's sign of Gemini, we may have needed a few wake-up calls. We may have been a little bit delusional or running on our shadows, running on our patterns. And I think when Mercury moves into Capricorn, all of a sudden, it gets a little bit stricter. It gets a little bit wiser. It gets a little bit more closed off. It, it, you know, especially coming from Mercury and Sagittarius, where it's just all over the place, flowing, happy. It's in Capricorn. It's like, okay, we need to study. We need to take things more serious. We need to save our money now. We were just spending it and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Now we need to make the right decisions. So you're going to go from... A, Today, again, being the last couple minutes of sort of like lost in a loose, lucid sort of dreamy world to all of a sudden like, okay, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to work, I'm doing this, I'm getting structure. And also when Mercury enters Capricorn, Saturn sign, as it starts to enter Saturn signs, we can be a little bit more anxious. We can be a little bit more reserved um, in the way we go about things. There also can be with Ma with Mercury in Capricorn, um, we also may totally shut off our emotions in some way or with someone. Uh, and then we want to have, you know, we're going to have the face, the facts. Um, worry, again, can turn into a little more anxiety. Um, and then feeling more structure in your mindset or all of a sudden you're like, okay, I need to get things done. Saturn gets things done the long way the hard way, but the studious way, the thorough way. And so, um, and through structure, through understanding, not through sort of the aloof way that Mercury likes to be. 
So you feel like, okay, I am ready to have more structure in my mindset. Contracts, business, communication, something can be blocked, stopped, halted, or revised here with this. So if you're in the middle of working out a contract, if you're in the middle of maybe a promotion or talking about a promotion with the boss or this, that, and the other, something can all of a sudden be stopped or halted with it. Or, um, you know, and this won't, this won't be permanent, most likely. <laughs> if it is permanent, remember, it's meant to be. There's always a reason. The universe is working things out. And sometimes we can't see it until later on in life. But it could be blocked um, and it could be stopped. <laughs> Again, some sort of talking, some sort of conversation you need to have, business, contracts, any of those things. However, they're also with this when Mercury enters there's the other side to the coin, you know, is rewards. Saturn brings rewards. Saturn brings great things, um, but only after work, sacrifice, you know, doing all those good Saturnine things, then Saturn brings rewards. So Mercury, you know, especially for work, the rewards can come with this as well. You know, there could be both the blocking of it. Again, this depends on how it's happening in your chart or the opening of it, especially if it's something you've been really working on, like, I'm going to say this, what I think. If you've been working on something for a year, six months, two years, when Mercury enters this, or maybe even since last year when Mercury entered um, Capricorn, it will go through. You know, the reward will come. You've put that in. Now, the things that might be blocked might be something you just started a week ago, three weeks ago, six weeks ago, maybe the last Mercury retrograde, because after this, Mercury moves into Aquarius and we got a retrograde. We're finishing out the year in a Mercury retrograde. I don't think that's happened in a couple years. I have to look back to think that. So remember, if something is blocked, something doesn't seem to be going the way you want it, you need to have radical acceptance. I know you say it's easy, but if you practice that, you are then allowing, you know, the true alignment of your soul's purpose. You're saying to the universe, to whoever you talk to, your angels, answers, and guides, it's saying, okay. This thing I wanted really, really bad or something I thought I needed is blocked and it's not happening right now. So please, you know, like I said, the serenity prayer, grant me the serenity. Please grant me the understanding and allow me to try to stop controlling it and just let it be. And 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 sometimes, oftentimes, we don't know the answer why until later on until hindsight, until something else changes and shifts, or until we learn that a lesson or that awareness in us, we don't know why that's happened. So again, if something is blocked in your life, you say, all right, that's blocked. I got to allow that, accept it. And now how can I move forward into a new avenue, even though this is blocked? Now, that doesn't mean you don't have, you don't get upset about it, but you don't stop living. You don't stop trying to control it or denying that something is blocked. You keep living and you keep moving forward while processing those hard emotions. Just an FYI. Now we got this full moon in Gemini, conjunct Mars retrograde. It's going to be in the mix. We got It will be in the last degrees. Venus will be in the last degrees of Sagittarius, getting ready to move into the next day into Capricorn. So Venus will be a little bit in the mix, but not really. I mean, it's by sign. You know, it's opposite by sign. But then, like I said, it's at the end, getting ready to move over into Capricorn. So... We're going to have a high, almost trickster energy, like a silly little boy, like the youngest of the family. My son, Remington, who's tricky, but also takes it too far, has a really good heart, but also likes to just egg people on or, you know, 
you know, come on, do it, do it, do it. That is definitely a, a strong Gemini energy. The other side of Gemini, especially with Mars retrograde in the mix. We could be quick to being rude or talking back with this full moon. Or definitely getting it from the other side of someone. Oversharing the truth or your opinion will be a big one. Oversharing will be a big one with this mood, you know. And with Mars retrograde, oversharing too much. Saying too much, being too rude, you know, telling too much truth. If that's really a bad thing, you know, I don't think that so. But um, you're going to feel quick in your mind and with your actions. Uh, heightened awareness into our shadows are going to be ha happening. And we're going to be exposing our mental weaknesses. Now, some of you listening might not like the word weaknesses. That's okay because I like it. And if you don't like it, I would suggest maybe figuring out why the word weakness triggers you. Because, oh, I'm looking for my pen. Because everything is a trigger off. Everything's a trigger for good and bad, right? So if you hear a word, this is why I practice. Or someone's saying or describing something the way that you don't like it. I take that triggered point and I say, why is this actually triggering me? And then you're going to get a little bit more of an insight and awareness to yourself. And I say this because I said the word weaknesses the other day and someone's like, that's just, we don't use that word. And I'm like, we can't be scared of bad words in our vocabulary that describe emotions. Like I, I don't, I'm not one of those people who say, you know, I don't like to say character defects or I don't like to say bad energy. Guess what? That exists. Bad energy exists. Shadow periods exist. A shitty part of yourself exists. If you have to believe that a good part, a loving part, a great part in yourself or around you is exists, there is always the opposite. So we're going to be exposing our mental weaknesses. <laughs> Sorry, I went off on that little tangent because they're there. And in order to get a deeper understanding and to gain strength, we need to look at our weaknesses. Okay. There is strength and then there's weakness. So we're going to be exposed to our mental weaknesses. And um, this is going to be a very big full moon on activating those shadows and our mental shadows. What is holding us back? Weakness, something that is holding us back from our greatest potential, from being our greatest potential. You know, so what do we need to release? With the full moon, things come to surface. Things are illuminated in us so they can be removed, so they can be gone away, so they can be, you know, so they're gone, essentially. So, and our minds are here to evolve just like everything else is. You know, our physical bodies are here to evolve. Our souls are here to evolve. You know, um, our f love lives evolve. Our friendships evolve. Our work evolves. Our home evolves. Our mind evolves too. Now you are in control of what direction. You might not agree with that. I, again, I see, look, this is Mars. This is my, with all my stuff at Gemini with Mars retrograde there, I'm like, you know what? You're going to listen to me and I don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> that is, that is honestly one of my shadows a little bit. Um, I can be too truthful and too blunt sometimes. And sometimes just like with family, friends, lovers, if I really feel like, and my children, you need to hear it, I give it to you very straight and very raw. And sometimes it can be a little bit mean. It could be a little too much. That is, I'll say that is a shadow. Sometimes I have to pause with myself and say, you don't need to say the truth like that, Colleen. Okay. Um, now, here's some questions we're going to ask ourselves, right? Here's some awareness questions that might come up with this full moon that you need to ask yourself. So take a note. If you if you can write this down, write this down, okay? This is going to be important for the full moon. Let go. Are you showing up with attitude or gratitude in your life? Are you actually low-key, 
kind of not happy? Could tell I was writing this out just straight up. Are you actually low-key not really happy, but you're covering it up with things? You covering it up with sex, with love, with money, with career, with success, with friendship, with alcohol, with drugs. What are you covering? Because that 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 inner gnawing in the bottom of your soul, in your heart, it knows, right? That I'm not lying there. It knows that you're not happy. Something is saying, I'm not happy. Something doesn't feel right within me. Okay, write those two things down so you can focus on it these next three days. Also, you know, with this full moon, we can expose our reckless behavior. What are you running from? What are you not trying to feel? You know, what are you scared of feeling? You know, we get so scared of feeling because we're afraid that we're going to die from our emotions, but we don't. We don't. And the and so we deny it or we live in la-la land so we don't have to feel that. However, all of that, that's never the answer. I can just tell you that. I'm not going to give you another lecture because I've already done 10 lectures on this episode, but, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, so also we're going to write out three shadows. This is something I want you to write out. This is a little exercise, okay? Within yourself that you were exposed to uh, this year or maybe over the last two, three months since Mars has been in Gemini in this last year. Now, if you're saying, Colleen, I don't have any. All right, well, good for you. Then, okay, well, that's amazing. You're an angel. We're going to start calling you angel. Because most of the time, we do. I don't know about you, maybe because I walk a path of self-awareness, but I am so hyper-aware of my shit and my shadows that I at least get exposed to like 10 or 15 a year, probably, that I have to either see, remove, or go back into hiding until they're ready to, to leave again. So maybe you only had one. That's okay. Maybe you had three. Write them down. What was exposed to you about yourself? What were your shadows? And when I mean exposed in your shadows, things you weren't proud of within yourself, things that you know were not right that you did anyway, actions, patterns, again, that you knew were not right that you did anyway, hurting someone that you knew was not right, but you did it anyway. These are shadows. These are patterns. Write them down, okay? What did write them a lot, write them out along with this, okay? When you write out those shadows, what were they useful for? A lot of these shadows became our shadows. Some are inherited, often inherited through generational energetic bloodlines um, uh, and just nurture, you know, nurture lines, you could say. And some of them became very useful when we were kids, right? You know, the shadow self is also the ego self. And the ego is important for many reasons, but one of it is to protect ourselves. We build up our shadow selves when we're kids and and we're experiencing pain, whether it's through abuse, trauma, yelling, fighting, bullying, whatever that is, we build up these patterns and they help protect our little soul, our little inner child. So what were they used? What were they useful for? If it was lying, lying at one point probably seemed useful and it probably saved you as a kid. If it was manipulation, if it was yelling, if it was cutting people out of your life, you know, pain, all those things, what were they useful for? Um, Again, our shadows are defense mechanisms to protect ourselves a lot of times. And and then and then we release, right? You got to move on and you have to forgive yourself and forgive those others. So when you write all that down, you can focus on it, look at it, spend a couple days with it, however you have a ritual, and then burn it or bury it. I'm a big burn it or bury it person. 
Um, things that I really, really want to last as well, I bury, you know, even though I want them to disappear, but I want the energy of it to last in some ways, um, or to, you know, get really grounded in disappearing, burning sometimes, I feel like I needed an instant, like, boom, poof, gone, release in that way, you know what I mean, if that kind of makes sense, so, we're going to be exposing ourselves and we're going to be looking and healing ourselves. Again, there's a lot of freedom that comes from looking at yourself and changing. And I can't explain how good it feels when you show up to a situation and you acted different, totally different than the other times that you have ever been in that same situation. And you acted different in a positive way. And then you realize, oh, shit, <laughs> this self-growth thing is actually in this looking at myself is actually getting kind of addictive. OK, so we're also going to be using this Mercury's Mer Gemini full moon, which is Mercury, the ability to detach from something, someplace, something, someone and how not to give a shit. We also realize that with the conjunct with the conjunct of Mars, we might have fights we might create fights or we might also be feeling the resentments of past fights one thing i know that we can take on with this gemini energy is to not give a shit right when we come to those wars because none of it really fucking matters nothing is gonna all your battles right now most likely are not gonna matter unless you're unless you have some sort of lifelong illness uh, are not going to matter a year from now probably not even six months from now, for certain two years from now, you're not even going to think about it. So why are you wasting your day today, wasting your moments, your precious moments in life, obsessing and thinking and trying to figure out what, again, none of it fucking matters. I'm not going to go down this wormhole of like what the universe is, because lately I've been getting lost there about like, again, how nothing actually matters. When we die, nothing matters. What is this? All of these things that matter is really sort of made up that we just evolved to thinking is important. So what is important is love, compassion, understanding, and forgiveness. That's, where, that's what matters. That's what matters. Holding on to the resentment, holding on to the fight, holding on to the anger, none of that matters. And it certainly isn't going to matter when they die or we die. Just remember that and cherish and understand Gemini's ability to let go and get over something and embody that quality. You definitely want to do that. Whew, that was a big full moon. I'm getting ready, a full moon in my 10th house, so we'll see how that played out in my career. Um, and then at the end of the week, we got Venus square Jupiter, and then it moves in, just Venus moves into Capricorn. So at the end of the week, we could feel detached or dissociated from a lover or other intimate relationships. Uh, letting We might let our emotions take over again a little bit um, when it comes to our feelings towards intimacy or love. And then our joy or what makes us happy can feel a little bit empty. Or um, we can also make it feel empty by going to the extreme of, of doing whatever it is that make us happy until there's nothing left. <laughs> and then when it enters into Capricorn, we will be fully understanding ourselves and our decisions. And also, if you remember, we had the Venus retrograde in Capricorn last year. That was a long time. So I feel like if you can go back to last November until pretty much January when Venus entered Capricorn and then a retrograded there, we're having this return a year later. So what foundations did you learn? Last year with Venus and Capricorn, we learned about um, finding, and it was conjunct Pluto, if you remember that. So um, finding our foundations, what is important in our foundations in love and relationships. And if we were not coming from a place of importance or, 
or our foundations were based out of something aloof, shaky, not real, fake, whatever, they were torn down. And this year, again, going back, how did you rebuild those foundations of your love in the last year? How did you rebuild those foundations of what make you happy and give you understanding and what makes you joyful? How did you rebuild that? It's going to be a good week. I can't believe it's almost done with December. I like am looking at the astrology for the rest of the week, the next couple weeks, and it's good. I mean, pretty much the end of the week, I think it's the 28th or 29th. Mercury goes into uh, goes into Aquarius and then starts retrograde. So, like I said, we're en- we're literally finishing and beginning this year with a retrograde, which would be really interesting. Oh, and my weekend, I said I forgot on social media. I was going to explain it in my astrology chart, but I'll explain it now. So this weekend, I went away with the Capricorn Moon, Rob, and um, it was in my the uh, the Moon was wait what what, what how did I want to explain it? Oh, Jupiter. Sorry. <laughs> now we get to the end. So hopefully the people that lasted are my long, the people listening to this are my long-term listeners. So you already know when I go all over the place with something, I'm like, wait, how did I want to describe how this showed up? Okay. So um, Jupiter and Pisces, right? And I have a Jupiter in the ninth house. And then the moon moved into Aries this past weekend. And the moon, is, and I have a first house moon opposite my seventh house of other people and relationships. And the moon in the, in the eighth house, right? I have an Aries eighth house is um, other people's money, other people's karma, other people's debt, what people owe to you, what people give to you, vice versa, what you owe to other people. And so I didn't pay for any of this. And which was nice. I'm not going to lie. Someone told me once, don't ever turn down money when some or a trip or something when someone wants to take you. But it also was like not in his karma, but you know, there's some things that he had to make up for. And, and so I went away with the moon, which rules my environment, my emotions, my going. We went away into the eighth house and we went away this weekend and he took me out and I had the most amazing like 24, 30 hours of, um, of just living life and having fun and I didn't have to foot the bill. <laughs> now I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying it to bring it up in seventh house. I mean, I'm sorry. I keep saying seventh house cause I have Jupiter there right now, but um, in the eighth house of other people's money, that's what I bring it up. So that's what can happen sometimes when, when a planet transits the eighth house, which again, I study Hellenistic ancient astrology, we're entering other people's money. And again, other people's money, other people's debt, other people's karma. I know some people in more modern look at the ninth house in death. And there can be a little bit of that, like an occult type of feeling. But I really, when I look at the eighth house and just the way I'm trained from nightlight astrology and, you know, the other Hellenistic astrologers out there, the eighth house is really about other people. And that's how it showed up about other people's money and other people's debt and our other people's karma. So maybe the death could come from other people's karma and as well as yours, but it's mostly other people's. We go to the second house for our money, but other people's money in the eighth house Um, It could also be the debts that we owe the world and what we owe people. So maybe I was indebted to him for my time or some shit like that. I don't know. But I hope that came out okay. I had a whole, uh, I like knew earlier when I was writing out my notes, I was going to say it. And then all of a sudden I got to this episode and I was like, oh, wait, I forgot to tell you guys how it actually showed up. And I'm like, wait, how did it show up in my chart again? What was I going to (laughs) say? Either way, I hope you guys have a fabulous week. I love you all. I just dropped a new episode with, um, Zofia Z. Okay. Definitely check that out. She's a cool woman. She's mountain time. Um, 
And we were chatting, and she's like a biophysicist. Uh, I mean, biophysics, I think. In you know, she's a scientist. Just what Fredkie does. She's not one of us, but now she is, and she always was. She always was. However, her mind, as she would say, was sort of cluttered with science, and and didn't have quite room for the metaphysical world or the deeper understanding of the spiritual world. Until one day, she had got diagnosed with Lyme's disease and had to open up to it. And now she is a pioneer. She is moving forward and helping people find their own spiritual gifts. So definitely check out that episode that came out yesterday. But either way, I love you guys. Thank you and have a beautiful week.